0: Welcome to Digging Into the Bible. Hey, hey, welcome to Digging Into the Bible. My name is Jim Barnard. This is a production of Taylor Coaching. All right, well, it's day 20. How about that? We made it a quarter of the way through the study of Matthew, and um, I hope you're enjoying it. I, I'm having a great time with this, so um, if you're not enjoying it, you're not here, so that's fine. Um Today, we are halfway through Matthew 8, and today's message I'm going to title We Are Perishing. Uh, you'll see why here in a moment. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and dig into Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse 14. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother in law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she rose and began to serve him. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. Now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. And a scribe came up and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep, and they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing and he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds of the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even winds and sea obey him? Did you catch the we are perishing there? Uh, It was pretty obvious. Uh, Doesn't that sound like hyperbole? Uh, I I think that that's obviously overstated. It would have been uh, more appropriate to say, We're scared! Or Jesus help, there's danger! Or Oops, I put my pants something like obviously you're not perishing like you are not dying that hasn't happened yet like yes you are scared of that happening but do you think Jesus is going to stay asleep through you dying and no come on that's over that's hyperbole it's overstated why do we always take the negative to the extreme man I do this myself you know like I'm I'm so hungry I could die or man I just feel like death today like <laughs> We always seem to take the negative to the next level. Um, Today's reading reinforces what is obviously wrong in the world like illnesses, diseases, funerals, storms. Uh, Maybe we are perishing but (laughs) I don't know. What if we were better at, at giving hyperbole to the positive as opposed to the negative? you know, that would probably feel a lot like celebrating. And uh, that brings me to one of my favorite books. It's by a dude named Richard Foster. Shout out. Uh, This book is called Celebration of Discipline. Basically the premise of this book is that the spiritual disciplines are essential uh, to, to help us feel close to God, to help us be connected to Him. The most important discipline though is celebration. It is the discipline that makes all the other disciplines good. Um, And I want to just read a, a little excerpt here because I think that this is so great. Far and away the most important benefit of celebration is that it saves us from taking ourselves too seriously. And don't you think the disciples were starting to take themselves too seriously? We're perishing! Okay, come on, slow down like everything 's going to be okay, but the the negative hyperbole like tends to get us to a point where we 're taking ourselves too seriously. Celebration is the antidote for that. Um, he goes on to say, of all people, we should be the most free, alive, and interesting, and that 's motivating to me, man like um, as a believer, you know someone who puts their their faith fully on Jesus. Man, I should be free, alive, and interesting. Um, anything less, man, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> um, you know, I want to be about that. I, I think I would generally be happier if I celebrated more. I think my heavenly Father would be more pleased with me. And, you know, speaking of fatherhood, I, I'm running out of time, but I just have to say. As a dad, like when my son comes to me with just wanting me to do things, wanting me to fix stuff, you know, just wanting something from me constantly, it's fine, but it's just not what I love. You know, like I want to enjoy my time with him, I want to celebrate with him. Um, I think our Heavenly Father wants the same thing from us. Like, He's happy to fix our problems, but if that's all we do, if that's all we come to Him with, I don't know. It just, it probably feels a little lackluster to him. And it I I would say for my son, it probably ends up feeling lackluster to him if all I'm doing is is solving problems and not celebrating with him. So I don't know. I think God can handle our negativity. Um, I just don't know if I can. I think it might be killing me. (laughs) All right. I'm over time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we finish up Matthew 8 and into Matthew 9. I will see you then.